Down to the Nub Podcast, the cigar podcast show focusing on premium cigars and good times. With industry leaders, cigar giveaways, interviews, and more, here are your hosts, Cigar Show Tim and Brandon Cigar Mechanic Wells. Let's get it started. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 36 of Down to the Nub Podcast. And, uh, Brandon had some important business, all sarcasm aside, some important business with Bible study to take care of. So I have lit up already and am enjoying my cigar. And Brandon, oddly enough, picked the same cigar without even realizing what I had already lit up. <laughs> What's <laughs> going say, on? One could say it's funny that we both uh, I know, right? got the same cigar. I, so I don't what, know if that would be a pun for what we're smoking right now. I know, right? So, so, you know, we'll just say it in jest because we're we're, we're adults. <laughs> Quit clowning around, would you? Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> but we are both checking out the Viva La Vida Jester by Artisano Del Tobacco, which is distributed by AJ Fernandez. That is in the September box, the inaugural Palladium level box from Luxury Cigar Club. Yes, it is, dude. And that is so funny because I've got my pack right here still because there's a uh, Boveda in there keeping everything nice and uh, humidified. And actually, there was a much smaller Boveda in there. My buddy bought this big one for this tiny humidor, and I'm like, uh, let me trade you. Yeah, um, right. Because the Boveda seemed to almost be bigger than his humidor. <laughs> what do you get, like a five-count travel one or something? Uh, it was like, a, you know, Harbor Freight's got those really cool, like, hard plastic travel humidors that have the the, oh, yeah. the rubber seal on them. They work really, really well. And he got just a little bit smaller one because mm-hmm. he bought it for his buddy um, uh, in Kansas. And so, like, you know, I, I gave him a cutter and a uh, lighter. And um, actually, no, so he, he bought the cutter, but I gave him a lighter. And then I gave him a bunch of cigars. So we were filling it up. And he had this, like, he had bought this big, one of the larger Boveda packs. And I'm like bro put this one in there it's a smaller humidor doesn't need a giant boveda pack and so we ended up trading so it, it worked out good nice it's funny because i have one of those harbor freight ones that initially was holding my uh 40 caliber and then i just decided you know what i gotta i'm gonna get a different case that holds both my handguns and so yeah. i turned it into a travel herf and it holds probably about 12 to 15 sticks yeah why not so it works great yeah, I've got a couple of them, man. Uh, I've got one that holds about 600 sticks, and then I've got yeah. one that holds about 25 sticks. So. <laughs> <laughs> nothing in between. Nothing. There I was looking go. at that. I'm like, I have nothing in between. But then I also have the other one that holds, I don't know, I think it has probably about 75 lighters and cutters in it. So um, that one's kind of fun, too. And that's from Harbor Freight, too, as well. And they all have to peel out foam. And they do. those things were great, man, for the They're price. They're awesome. Point. Oh, Holy yeah. Crap. When I got the bigger one, in fact, I've got a big bright yellow one um, oh, yeah. that uh, was on sale, and I think I got it for 45 50 bucks, something like that. And so it holds the soundboard and the mixer and all the stuff for what we do for the studio. And uh, I got that one. So I have that one. I have the like military tan color, whatever they have. And that yeah. one uh, holds both my handguns now. And then I've got the smaller black one, and that's my new travel herf. I love it, man. I love it, dude. Yeah, I got, I, I got nothing against Pelican, but if I don't have to spend three times the amount, I won't. <laughs> well, the only reason I have a Pelican is because I got it on offer up, and the thing was in like brand new condition. I actually feel bad because I beat the piss out of this thing. I know, and right? It was in, like, 
brand new condition. The guy held all of his camera equipment in it. And like, it looks like he held it, the camera equipment, like in his closet or something, because this thing was never used. There wasn't a scratch on this thing. And I got it for like a hundred bucks, bro. And I was like, yeah, I'll take yeah. it. Yeah. It can't go wrong because the Harbor Freight version of that's like 140. Yeah. Plus the, he had already put the insert with the pockets on the inside of the lid. So he had spent the extra money and put the insert. So this thing would have cost me, I don't know, three, 400 bucks or more. Oh yeah, easy. Uh, probably more than that, brand new. And I was like, "Yeah, dude, I'll I'll freaking take it. I'll meet you in the parking lot, and we'll do this deal." So <laughs> that's what we did. And now I've got my case, and it's covered in stickers. There you go. So that's what everybody I, does. So I, I'm excited. Ooh, I got some really good nuttiness on that one. Oh, stop it, reviewer. Sorry, but uh, I'm excited because you're going to be out here in a little over a week. And, and, and you're going to come to my new house, Mikasa, and we're going to hang out and we're actually going to do our live, which from when you're watching this podcast will be this coming Sunday's live. And so we're going to hang out, but we have a Thrifty's Rite Aid across the street from us. And for anybody that sees the title of this podcast, Thrifty's Ice Cream. If you are old enough to remember when you could go and get, you know, like triple scoop Tuesdays for like 39 cents, you could get, you know, two or three scoops and it was just amazing. So my wife being the amazing woman that she is goes and picks up a couple of the the cartons. She's got chocolate chip cookie dough and a couple other ones and she loves mitten chips. So that's probably what the other one is. So she picks up a couple of those and she comes home and she goes, I kind of bought something else. And I was like, what did you buy? And she goes, Tell me it was a scooper. She bought the legit, authentic Thrifty's ice cream scooper where it comes out in the the cylinder, the the perfect shape. Oh, it is phenomenal. We used it tonight, and all of us had ice cream cones as a family, and it was amazing. I'm convinced it makes the ice cream taste better. It does. Yes. It does. I've had Thrifty ice cream, which is phenomenal, by the way. Like, Thrifty, to me, that is one of the best ice creams ever put on the market is thrifty ice cream and like i've had it like scooped into a bowl the whole nine and it is nowhere near as good as the cylinder scoop yes cylinder scoop just does something to the ice cream that no other scooper can do no and i didn't know how all it worked and what it does it's pretty fascinating there's actually two like little rods that are in it in the center of it that stab into the ice cream so that as you twist and pull it out it essentially like holds on to the scoop of ice cream oh it's just it is it's genius and the ice cream is heavenly and my boys were like but dad why did you get two scoops and we didn't i said i needed to make sure the scoop worked properly you have to like you can't quality control if you if if you have that scooper and you can't stack the scoops, then that's not the right scooper. No. Uh, you have to be able because did okay. When I went to Thrifties, I would <laughs> ride my bike down there. Uh huh. And and I lived in a little town in in called Glendora in California, mm-hmm. and I would ride my bike down to Thrifties, and I thought I was nuts because I, I this was a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> And it just seems out of control that you can buy a scoop of ice cream for 10 cents. That's how much it was for me. 10 cents. It wasn't like that two scoop 39 cents stuff. Like it was a dime Mm -hmm. to get a scoop of ice cream. And I like, I would go out and I would get the double and triple scoops, man. And I would have stacked up to where I had to like turn the cone upside down in a cup just to because, and 
uh, dude, I remember, I think it was Bing Cherry. Oh. Because it had like, it had cherry halves in it. Yes. So, like, you're, you're, you're licking this ice cream, you're getting down to it, and you see the cherry half, and then you get to like bite that cherry half. It's like Big halfway chunk frozen. of it. Oh, it's so oh, good. Oh, my good God. Dude, I would get that. And then the, um, uh, what was the one, the little, the little uh, malt crunch balls in it? The, um, uh. oh, what they call that one? blank on it all i can think i always got rocky road when i was a kid so that was like that or uh cookies and cream were the two that i uh malted chocolate crunch yes thank you malted chocolate dude heaven heaven dude like i'm I'm getting in the car right now we're ending this (laughs) podcast and i'm driving to your house because i want thrifty ice cream in that scoop like there was there was nothing that beat that nothing no and if you are, if you know what we're talking about, then you also know that you have to do something between or before you take each scoop out of the carton. You have to have a cup of water nearby because you've got to dip the scoop in the cup of water, room temperature, yep. dip the scoop in the cup of water. I walked into the kitchen, Aaron had opened it up and I said, where's the cup of water? She goes, oh, I haven't gotten it out yet. Oh, okay. I get out the cup of water, dip it in. Yeah. And it was, it was literally yeah. magical yeah you 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 have to do that like i get so disappointed and i i i start off with like mass hysteria of excitement when i see somebody has thrifty ice cream and i'm like oh, yeah beeline right to that place and then they pull out the standard rounded scooper no and it's so disappointing it's like if you are going to be a retailer listen if we have anybody here that owns a shop or knows somebody that owns a shop that sells thrifty ice cream for the love of God, do them a favor, help them stay in business, help keep their business afloat. Yes. Tell them they have to get the thrifty scooper with the cylinder. You have to, there's yes. no question about it. You, you just stop. And secondly, if you're watching this on YouTube right now, uh, do me a favor and throw down in the comments, what your favorite thrifty ice cream flavor was. I want to know. I want to know what your favorite thrifty ice cream flavor was. If you didn't go to thrifties, I'm so sorry. You had a terrible childhood. Yes. But, I had the worst childhood in the world because you didn't have thrifties ice cream. Yeah. I mean, that should be considered child abuse. Uh, yes. Realistically. Like I, I think, I, I think people should be arrested for that. If they did not take their children <laughs> to <thrifties laughs> ice cream to get exposed to that because Holy good God, bro. Like that, that is right up there with water. Uh, and yes, air. It's, essential it's a, part of life. It, it is like it, it is just especially like okay, so I'm gonna be 41 in in, in a couple of weeks. Actually, while I'm in California, I'll be um, there for on my birthday, and uh, like that, that going back to when I was 10 years old and riding my bike down there. So 31 years ago, and to still see thrifties around today, man, and it is still just the top notch quality best ice cream on the freaking market, hands down. And if you disagree with me, uh, go ahead and unfollow us now. Uh, yes. Just done because. Walk away. <laughs> yeah, walk away. I, I, don't get me wrong. There's great ice creams out there. I love like Tillamook ice cream. I think it's mm-hmm. great. Uh, they make some really good stuff. Uh, there, there's some really good ice creams out there, but just nothing beats the Thrifty's ice cream. No, and I was scared, literally scared, about two or three years ago, maybe longer now, when Rite Aid bought all the Thrifties, and I thought – if they get rid of the ice cream, I will never shop at Rite Aid again. I don't care if they are the only place that carries a prescription or something I need. Yeah. They won't get my money. And no. the factory back. 
Yes. And the factory a couple of years ago was going to be getting sold and doing different things. And I was like, this is just like Jesus come back. Now earth is not worth inhabiting. Yeah. And fortunately they kept it around. I think that was one of the, like the, the signs of the times to come in revelations was that thrifty ice cream would be no more. I'm pretty sure it was like, uh, I, I don't know, somewhere there in revelations that I read in the new, in the new King James version of yes. the Bible that said that, you know, that the day that thrifty ice cream goes away, you will see, uh, Jesus returning on a horse uh, with tattoos on his side, and he will be bringing you a bucket of thirty ice cream, and and the taking straight, it's taking you straight to the pearly gates. Yes, yes, yeah. it, it is. It is biblical. If you have not had thrifty's ice cream exactly. with the proper scoop, yeah, it, it you, yes, there's there. Are, I can't use words to describe the importance of that. Yeah, it's it's like that is one of the that is, if there if you commit no verse to memory other than just one that that's going to be it. Yes, and the the tablets that Moses broke. I know, right? <laughs> and, and the tablets that Moses broke. Many yes. people don't know that the additional commandments that don't really matter because God knew they just wouldn't be enforceable. Number sixteen yeah. on there was "Thou shalt have thrifty's ice cream." Was that sixteen or eleven? I'm pretty sure it was eleven. And Moses trip coming down the mountain, and it's that the bottom of the second tablet broke off. He's and like, so ah, we're fine at 10. <laughs> so, so when you are here, we will have authentic Thrifty's ice cream with the Thrifty's ice cream cylinder scoop. Oh, I'm so excited, dude. I'm so excited. And you know what makes me really excited about that, too, is that it's at your house. So yeah. I, I, I don't have to wear a mask <laughs> to go and get it. <laughs> no, no masks warranted, necessary, needed anything in our house. In fact, we had our couch cleaned and the guy that's done our carpets and couch and all that kind of stuff. He walked up and he starts putting on the mask and I'm holding mine in my hand. And it was one of those like, what well, do, do you need me to? Is this like obligatory? And I just looked at him. And I said, Hey, I don't care if you don't wear a mask. You're in my house. I'm not going to wear one unless it totally offends you and bothers you. And you're not going to clean my carpets. And he goes, Oh, cool. Now I can get to work. Yeah, if I would have been holding my mask, I would probably look at the guy and said, I know this looks like I'm going to put this on, but I'm actually taking this to the trash can because it's completely useless. <laughs> I know, uh, right? I had somebody message me on Facebook. Speaking of masks, dude, I've been in these battles on Facebook this week, and it's, it's killing I me. Saw. I saw. I might be taking a total hiatus from, from the, the idiots and jackasses and morons that are on there spewing this just absolute insane bullshit. Um I might have to take a break from it because I, I just have never experienced so much retardation uh, in my life. And it's, it's starting to kind of get to me, man. Um, but I, this, this person had written in there, cause we were talking about the mask. I post up the thing you know, Hey, we've all had enough of it. Take them off, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And this person writes on there something to the effect of, <laughs> well, you wear, you wear a condom uh, to avoid getting the virus of AIDS or HIV and blah, 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 blah. So isn't that the same as wearing a mask? And I was just like, um, hello, stupid. You wear a condom on a different head than yes. you do a mask. <laughs> like, and if that was your theory, then why don't you strap a mask on your dick when you go to have intercourse? Because, you know, it's also protecting you from viruses being yes. dispelled, right? Well, better yet, do me a much larger favor and the rest of society a much larger favor. And, you know, these condoms are very stretchable. So put that thing over your head and wear that. Because yeah. that has been proven effective, uh, unlike a mask, to stop viruses. So just go ahead and, and put that over your ma- over your head. And it's airtight. You won't have any contamination come in. Right. 
yeah, trust me, just just wear just wear that, and you know, when you stop breathing, you will stop spreading viruses. And uh, I'm not I'm not asking anybody to do that as like a suicide thing, but really, no. if that's going to be your argument, um, that is the most ignorant, asinine, stupid argument that you can ever throw at anybody. And all that tells me is, hey, I'm an I'm an uneducated idiot, and um, so I'm going to throw some obscure bullshit your way. And so, like, that was my response. Like, hey, um, last I checked, um, I don't wear a condom on my face. Yeah. And it's just like, how do you respond to that, right? I mean, it's just like, oh, well, yeah, duh, of course you don't wear a condom on your face. I'm like, well, maybe you should since you think it's, you know, and it is. It's been proven to be protective, whereas a mask has not. So let's. Yep. And then, like, the next thing I see is George Rico from Gran Habano who just recently, like, shattered his elbow. And he's got a Mm -hmm. picture of him at the doctor getting his bionic arm. And um, he's got an N95 mask on with one of those shitty little freaking blue medical masks over the top of it. And everybody's like, oh, bionic arm. Hey, I hope you feel better, blah, blah, blah. And like, I, I just literally wrote it there. I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute, dot, dot, dot. Uh, are you wearing two masks? Two masks? <laughs> so you're telling me that the one N95 is not good enough? What? No, it's not. No, no, no. So and, and he responded that the doctor's office made him put a mask on over the mask. And I was just like, holy hell, like whoever's doctor's office you went to, I would have probably said, you know what, cancel my appointment. You are an ignorant fool, and I'm not gonna have you try and fix my arm because you believe that a thin piece of paper over an N95 mask is going to make this difference of a, of a lifetime. <laughs> yeah. Well, I saw the greatest, greatest rebuttal to, uh, and it was a, a, it wasn't even a meme, but just sort of a post on Facebook, the greatest rebuttal. And it said, I can now understand why people say condoms don't work because it's the same people that walk around wearing their mask on their chin. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and it, at the end of it, it says, I now understand why contraceptives fail. Oh, <laughs> oh. Bro, I got to tell you a story. Like, so, so when my, when my wife was pregnant with, um, I think it was our first daughter, my wife is native American. So we use the native American hospital. Um, because if you want to talk about oppression, slavery, and people taking land from people, that um, happened to the Native Americans people. None of nobody else claiming that this was their land was it theirs. I'm sorry, none of you, nobody, unless you can prove your Native American heritage. None of this land belonged to your ancestors before it belonged to the Native Americans. Let's just get that clear. I can so, prove it, and so can my wife. That's why medical is free. Um, there you go. But, I- I'm like a one billionth percent though, so I, it doesn't matter. I literally missed like college grant money by like two generations. I was like, "Dang it!" Yeah, so you're screwed. Um, yeah, which is great because my wife is Choctaw, so and 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 her great grandfather was smart enough to say, "Okay, I'll I'll concede and we'll you know we'll take a roll number." Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been she went and did the research, found that information, and it's going to be passed on. And with the Choctaw Nation, there is no limit. So you can literally be you can literally be one one millionth, and if you can prove that roll number and that's been passed on, mm-hmm. uh, you can still use the medical services. Where every other uh, um, Indian nation out there, they don't have that same privilege. Yes, you know, I'm I'm part. Uh, yeah, and and that's exactly it. I'm I'm Potawatomi Jerry. Sioux. Okay. Yeah, Potawatomi Sioux, uh, and Bless you. yes, thank you. At you. Um, <laughs> Uh, and but it's been cool because Micah being in fourth grade now, but when he was in third grade before the COVID hit, uh, had to do COVID this whole re- 
yeah, right. It had to do this whole report on Native Americans and ancestors. And I was like, well, you fit in both categories, buddy. And he goes, I do. And he kind of knew, you know, I don't know which, you know, tribe we fit into. And I said, yeah, you're, you know, Potawatomi Sioux and learned about, you know, the three, I know, right. The three brothers and the three fires and all the different things. And so it was really cool. I got to teach him sort of where our, our heritage, because, and this will probably get me in trouble for saying it this way, but oh, well, uh, when my dad, because you can clearly see when he gets a tan, you can clearly see the native American in him because he does turn like a, a cinnamon red color. Like he gets a, a brownish red, uh, tan color. And so when he worked in the auto industry and was doing car shows and all that, and he would get a really dark tan. My sister-in-law nicknamed him Red Man. <laughs> I loved it, man. That's and, awesome. And because Why is that it, terrible? because there are people that be that's not PC. You can't say red. I don't give a shit about those people. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to uh, you know the Kansas City Chiefs and and all the other stupid yeah. things they're changing. Yeah, I don't care what you think about that stuff. If, yeah. If you're if you're offended by that, then you know. Screw you. Um, and own the heritage. That's all I'm saying. And yeah. he. He owns it and it shows and hey, you know what? That's awesome. So when when and so back to what I was saying, it's like when yes. when, when uh, my wife was pregnant, I think it was with my first daughter. We we were out there uh, at the the Native American Hospital, and uh, she was she was seeing the midwife, and I remember sitting in it was like a it was almost like a trailer type thing, you know, like one of those mobile units that they mm-hmm. had set up at the time, and I remember sitting in there and they we we went there one week, and they had this bulletin board. Not they always put notifications up and like a little funny, like holiday shit was always up there, right? Mm-hmm. Well, this time it was getting close to, um, maybe it was like, I don't remember what it was even getting close to, but they had a big American flag up on this thing, right? So this bulletin board was a big American flag. And what they used was Trojan condom packets <laughs> to make this American flag. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Red, white, and blue, you know, like it's laid out, all the stripes and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so I'm looking at this, and this is a place where, like, you know, like it's it's really it's these are mostly just kind of unwanted, is what they primarily primarily deal with, right? People that mm-hmm. just they don't know how they got pregnant. Um yeah. is primarily what they deal with. And so there's also a big basket up on the counter, right by where you check in and check out and everything. There's this giant basket with all the condoms you can possibly, you know, want for yourself. Like if you're banging like a rabbit, dude, take the whole basket. They don't care. Every 15 um, year old boy's dream. <laughs> yeah. So there's this big basket of condoms that you can literally scoop the whole basket and they won't care. Right. Mm-hmm. So we get there and I, I must've showed up the day that they put this thing up. Cause this thing, the, the, the flags up there, it's gorgeous. looks nice. You know, I get it. It's contraceptive, whatever. So we go, I think it was a week later we go there and half of the flag is missing off the bulletin board. <laughs> no big deal. Right? Like, okay. Idiots like one, Hey, stupid. There's free condoms on the counter. Like it, it, don't be ashamed. Uh, you're here because you had sex. People are no, people know you're doing it. Yes. There's no shame in grabbing more condoms saying I'm going to bang more. Actually, please wear the condom because yes. you didn't want the baby in the first place. Here was my issue. It's not that the condoms were being taken off of this thing, and and, and it wasn't even like, oh, we're defacing an American flag because it was made no. out of condoms. I mean, like, yeah. come on, let's be realistic. It's not a flag. It, it's a picture. Yeah. I, I got to analyzing how they attached these condoms to said pegboard. They, they used poked holes in them with pins. A stapler. And stapled the center of every one of those condom packets. So every one of these condom packs on this big, good size American flag had snake eyes in the middle of it. So right in the 
in the in the cup that's supposed to catch all of your manhood uh was a perfect like jet setting like it, it literally like I'm, I'm just picturing this thing like a fuel injector on a car with two pimple holes just going like hyper jetting the semen to its location of like like it's almost like the sperm had to work half as hard because this thing was like injecting it into the spot where it, it should go if you were trying to have a child so i'm just picturing these people that are like I'm going to take a condom so I don't have a child. And every one of them has snake eyes in the middle of it with a fuel injection unit to just oh, like throw where it like is going to do the most damage. I'm just like, what? And you know, you, you, know what that's, you know what that's called for that, that medical center, right? Job security. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine like nine months later, the lobby was just full. Packed. <laughs> I'm like, who does that? <laughs> who, who in their right mind? Okay, you are here as a midwife or a doctor for newborns and to help educate people on safe sex. And you're putting snake eyes in every single condom on a board. And you know, every person that walked out that ripped one off, they, they probably looked at each other and said, well, we know we'll be seeing them again. Yeah. I, I I honestly don't think that anybody thought of it, even while they were being ripped off the board. I honestly don't think anybody, and oh. I can just I can see the idiot that pulled that off the board going home and saying, "Honey, let's do this," and pulling the staple out of the middle of the packet and then opening it and putting said condom on. And, no, and just no, it's it's it. fine. Trust me, it's fine. It's it's it, oh it's, my god, it's all good. I I was just. I, there's nothing you can do. Like I think, if I remember right, because I, I, I'm just such a smartass. If I remember right, I think I commented on it, going like, "Is that going to help? Is that, is that really going to help when you're you're literally turning condoms into fuel injectors? Uh, is it, guys? Can we fix this? Because like I don't work here, and I really don't really don't care what the rest of people do, but like. I am a little bit concerned about things like, I don't know, like abortion or people like kids being yeah. raised in families that they're not wanted. Uh, like these things do concern me. Absolutely. Um, you know, drug addicts out there doing their thing and, and, and having these babies while they're still, I mean, like these are, these are, these are things that happen in the U S that like destroy children's lives and stuff. Yeah. And we just don't need more of that. So can we like not encourage that <laughs> for just 10 minutes? Um, it, it was, dude, I, I snake eyes, dude. Like all I, I mean, I'm just picturing like a, a neon, a, a fuel injector for like a, like a Jeep Cherokee or something like that. And mm-hmm. just seeing the two holes and going like, ah, oh, I hope those injectors aren't plugged. And just picturing <laughs> that as like strapping it on. And I, I'm just hoping that whoever stole them was like a teacher that was taking them to put them on bananas in a classroom so they could throw them away because, if somebody thought they were having prote- protective sex at that point, and, and I'm not even mad at those people because, like, I, I don't expect a lot of intelligence looking at the crowd. Um, but I would expect some intelligence from the people saying, I got a good idea. Let's just whack a couple of staples. And you know, a couple of them, like, you know, that some of them are like, oh, that didn't stick well enough and shot another staple into that. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, oh. Oh, only, only half the staple went in, it folded on itself, hit it again. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just the the this the stupidity of America sometimes, man, just never ceases to amaze me. Oh, never. 
Good times. I, I, I really think like those are the condoms that these idiots that are comparing masks to condoms, those are the ones that need because then it gives them the two little breathing holes at the top, at least, I guess. I mean, which I, I really am not concerned with that because if that's your true comparison, then maybe we should make sure that condoms is sealed as possible. But uh, you, you have at least got two breathing holes where air can escape. I don't know how much is getting back in, but you can at least air can escape. You know, like if you ever see people when they put them over their heads and like it starts blowing up and they like they put them over their nose and they make that cone head looking thing on their Aww. head. I could just imagine like smoking my cigar and retro hailing into there like two little smoke like with <laughs> coming out of the top. <laughs> Couple steam holes. Uh, I wish I was an artist. I would draw a cartoon of this because it would be hilarious. Yes. I don't know, man. I, yeah, it it just it, and that's that's just. But like when I think of that, like and I think of some of these responses that I'm getting from people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, one person sent me an article as their facts for proving a point, and it was from a uh, a, a, a. Did the link uh, work? Because at first it wasn't working on your phone. I saw in the comments. You're like, yeah, it's not working, but. This is a totally different one. Oh, okay. this is a totally different one. They 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 linked me to a a page that was for like just open forum blogging, and this uh what was he uh, Israeli socialist? I think it's Israeli if I remember right. Uh, socialist that lives in London. <coughs> Bless you. So Thank the you. guy lives in London, and and if I remember right, he was Israeli. Uh, in which that's fine if you're Israeli, that's fine. But he's mm-hmm. a socialist. So I click on his 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 picture just to get the description of him you know his his profile mm-hmm. shows his name which i can't pronounce um which is fine like that's not a racist thing like i get it no. like I, I don't know every language uh but then i, I look to see his description that he's given of himself Uh-oh. uh maybe to see some qualifications or where this person might actually be valid in what they said before i even read the article are they educated yeah yeah if you can call it an article and literally all that was said in the description of this person that they put in themselves, you, you put in your own description. Can you guess what it said in there? I don't even want to try. It said one word. Doctor. Vampire. Vampire. Dude, you can't make this shit up. Vampire. What? So this is the link that somebody sent me to prove their point from a Israeli socialist that lives in London that considers himself a vampire. Oh my God! I've got to dig into this. I got so excited. I was like, "Oh yes, this is gonna be good." Where's the popcorn? Oh my God, dude! The guy goes on to describe what his experience was. Okay, oh, no. If you can follow this, what his experience was from what his parents told him about they grew up with in a socialist society, and that's how he's changing and telling me how the democracy of America is doomed and going away. Because of a comparison to a socialist society. From secondhand knowledge. From secondhand knowledge from a vampire um, that lives in London. So you are A, not experiencing anything. So all of your, everything you get comes from your news media outlet sources that happen to find its way across the freaking waters for you to check out. Uh-huh. Uh, and that have been filtered by Facebook and YouTube and everything else. Okay. So that's where you're, that's where you're getting your facts from. Uh, your your background and your filters that you're putting all this through because let's admit we all we have our opinions because we run through our own filters from our life experiences. Oh yeah. But you're 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 explaining that your life experiences are from second hand of what your parents may or may not have dealt with in a society that was never democratic uh, democratic so not democratic I'm sorry a, dem- uh, a yeah a, d- a democracy. 
So you've never seen a democracy come apart because if correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure United States of America kind of developed this government, right? Yeah, we, we sort of developed the democratic republic system. So we kind of took like pieces and said that doesn't work and created what we have today. Mm-hmm. So you're going to tell me that from your experience from a socialist thing, second party from a vampire, that you're going to tell me that our 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 situation's falling apart here? Wow. Another that is wonderfully valuable. logical thought process. It's so valuable. I picked this thing apart like you wouldn't believe because it was just like the first – the first third, I'm, I'm going to do my, I'm going to do my review on this. The first third begging for you to listen. Uh, <laughs> the second third was comparing to a situation that had, it was com- completely full of all sorts of facts that have be, been debunked by multiple left and right wing, including Washington post debunking some of these lies that were in this guy's description of what happening, what's happening in a certain situation. I'm not going to get into which one it was. Mm-hmm. In comparison, in, in the in the description of this, he's comparing it to Nazi Germany, okay, which which I found just freaking great. And then the final third was more just begging and trust me, and I know what I'm talking about. Uh, because I want to suck your blood. Yeah, like, and <laughs> send me a pint of blood. You know, it was just like, this is your evidence, people. Like, this is a no wonder why you're met. And listen, I'm not saying that your opinion is wrong. Like, you vote for who you want to vote for. Believe Absolutely. Me. I'm not saying it's wrong, but what I'm saying is where you're deriving your opinion from is off base. Uh, that's a nice way of putting it. I had an F word in my mind. Uh, <laughs> there, were, there were a couple F's in, in the way that I said it. So we'll, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, I, I was blown away dude just blown I, I i just and i picked this thing apart and i felt bad for the person that was on the other end for a second and i got over it real quick because they circled around and you know talked about something completely different that was off base from what we said and i, I you just can't argue with stupid i'm not willing to come down to that level not what i'm more than willing to hear your points of view and if you have you know if you're if you're you know i'm i'm a pretty i'm a pretty strong Republican. I feel like I, I see a lot of what they're trying to do. That doesn't make me right or wrong. And if you're a Democrat and you want to vote for Biden, which I don't know why somebody would, but if you wanted to, and you have actual factual inf- evidence and information as to why orange man bad, uh, send it my way. I'm more than happy to read it. Sure. Uh, somebody else sent me a Rolling Stones article. Bro, you can't make this shit up. Here's my factual proof. Look at Rolling Stones. <laughs> Was 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 their next link Vanity Fair? Oh my god, I was surprised it wasn't, dude. I'm like, first off, I, I've read your article and or as much of it as I could take. Yeah. Second off, this is Rolling Stones, guy. You're the person that listens to Oprah. Uh, you're the person that listens to freaking uh, whoever else is coming on here because I'm I'm not gonna name names because it'll show how old freaking old I am. But like, you're gonna listen to like Beyonce and Taylor Swift and all these other people to tell you like to tell you what you should be thinking uh rolling stones is not what i would consider a a unless it has to do with rock and roll it's not a place where i get my politics or my facts about our country from sorry no you know i I can i can summarize it this way with all the people and the information that they provided to you you know what the one missing link besides logic is they Uh, didn't they didn't grow up with thrifty's ice cream (laughs) (laughs) 
Way to circle it back. We're not even done with the show and you already circled it back. They didn't they have Thrifty's ice cream because they would have a whole lot more logic in their life if they had Thrifty's ice cream. You know what? I'm not leaving social media now. I have a factual response to give everybody now. You did not have Thrifty's ice cream. Yes. And and that is my basis for why you don't have logical responses is because you did not grow up with Thrifty's ice cream and you had a very, very depraved childhood. I can get behind that. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can totally get behind that. I'm, and I'm and then get a double scoop of ice cream and forget about it. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm mildly lactose intolerant. So that makes it a lot of fun. There you go. I'm still going to eat it. That doesn't stop me from eating ice cream, but oh, no. it, it just sometimes stops me from sleeping in the bed. Cause the couch might be the better place for my wife for me to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I love the Dutch in their ovens. There you go. So <laughs> what's, what's your take on the cigar so far? So far it's good. I've been doing more talking than smoking. Um, I know you got to relight it. Cause you've been talking. I get it. I am always doing this talking thing, man. Uh, I, I enjoy, I've always liked the Viva La Vida's. I think they're, I think mm-hmm. they're a good brand. Um, I think, I think the guys behind it are awesome. Oh, Billy uh, and Gus are amazing guys. Yeah. Which actually we need to get them on the show here one of these days. Yeah, we'll do that. I, uh, in fact, leave a comment down below for all of you that are watching this on YouTube. Uh, or if you're listening on our podcast platform, go to anchor.fm slash down to the nub and leave us a voicemail of who you think we should have on our Sunday lives. Uh, because we would love to get your input because that's what we're here for is for your you. input and for you. It's it's not about us talking about illogical political thoughts and the benefits of thrifty ice cream in your life. Um, but yeah, we should, I'll, I'll reach out to Billy and, and we'll, we'll get something set up. Absolutely. Cause Billy and Gus are good guys. Oh, dude, they're great guys, man. And they, they, they're very, very intelligent people. Um, and their experience in the industry from owning a shop and everything that they've done leading up to creating their own line is just incredible. I heard stories about the events they would do at their shops and the amount of record breaking. Oh my dude. It it's people wouldn't believe it if you wouldn't believe it if I told you how many boxes that they moved. And I, you probably would, but I'm talking to you, the listener. Wouldn't believe it if I told you how many boxes would sell at those events. Because you guessed, I think it was when you were just starting out your brokerage. You would guess because you heard, and you're like, oh yeah, you know they're probably doing X amount, and it didn't even come close to touching the number. Nowhere near. Yeah. And I was like, and I was guessing a big amount because a person was building this up that was telling me about this. And they're like, dude, you, you wouldn't even believe it. Guess, just guess. And I'm like, all right, well, if you're if you're prefacing it that way, I'm not gonna go, uh, two. Yeah, like, uh, you're pref- head you're boxes. Prefacing yeah, you're prefacing this with excitement. So obviously it's a big number. So I'm gonna guess a big number. And they were like, <laughs> You're cute. Uh <laughs> it was a lot bigger number than that. And I was like, I, 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 what? I, yeah, would, right. I, would, I would love to put that kind of an order in. Okay, you just did something <clears throat> that's going to lose an entire generation of people. Oh, that's true. You you just did you just did Chester Cheetah and I I I. Yep. Yeah. And, dude, and, God, I'm so old. But those were the good commercials. Those were the good dude. times. My favorite, my favorite Cheetos when I was a kid was when they came out with the Cheetos paws in white cheddar. Those were my jam. And in Rancho, uh, I grew up in Rancho Cucamonga, which is only about 20 minutes from where you grew up in Glendora. And there is a Frito-Lay plant in Rancho Cucamonga, or technically I think it's Ontario. And I got to tour that on a field trip when I was in like fourth grade. 
in I think third or fourth grade when the pause had just come out. There is oh. nothing like a fresh, <laughs> oh, fresh bag. Literally, I watched them vacuum, not vacuum, but seal up the bag, and they handed it to me, and I opened up a fresh bag of white cheddar Cheetos paws. Oh, my gosh. See, this is – the title of this episode is changing from Thrifty's Ice Cream to um, uh, Improperly – maintained condoms to (laughs) to cheetos paws and chester cheetah and commercials we seem to do this every once in a while and i love it where we'll get on the podcast and we'll we'll start recording and we talk about things that just are our childhood and fond memories and all these great things and chester cheetah and thrifty's ice cream and i mean we've talked about all sorts of stuff you know slip and slides and you know skateboarding without knee pads and elbow pads because frankly they 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 yeah lawn darts because knee pads and elbow, elbow pads frankly didn't even really exist you just you know sucked it up yeah, you suck it up, Buttercup. I mean, and, and this, I, I, it's funny because I, I see, I see a totally different. I, I see a, such a change in society, and even from like, like for instance, when I broke my toe and having the the nurse sitting there going, "Why are you not screaming in pain right now?" When I took this bloody rag off my toe, and she's like softly touching my toe, like barely, barely touching my toe, and I'm like. <laughs> Hey, um, I've got a podcast in an hour. I'm walking out of this room at 2.30. So whatever you need to get done, you might want to get it done. And she's like, what? I'm like, what do you need to find out? Well, I'm trying to see if the toenail is attached. I grabbed the toenail and I wiggled it. And <laughs> it's like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, what's wrong with you? We have like less than an hour. I need to be out of here. Um, Time is ticking, lady. Let's go. Yeah. Well, literally, I'll, I told her this. I'll say lady as a guess, of course, because they're male like, nurses. Yeah, no, no. And, and literally, she's like who cares about your podcast? Look at your toe. And I'm like, who cares about my toe? I have a podcast. I got a live coming up. It's Sunday. I've got to be in the studio by two 45 at the latest. And you're drawing this out. So do we need, do we need x-rays? Let's go get them right now. Yeah. And yep. we, we did the toe was broken and blah, 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 blah. And she, I'm like, okay, a sayonara. I'm going. And like, I, I was gone. Like you just, as a kid, you didn't, you, you, yes, things hurt. Yeah. But, but you, you got to be, Brushed yourself off and you kept going. You get did if your if your appendages are still attached, uh, you you're fine. Get up and go. Yes. And I've raised my kids. I don't know about you, but I've raised my kids that way. Um, I was never the parent that grabbed my daughter when she, and then I've got two girls and she would fall and I'm never the parent goes, oh baby, are you okay? But I'm like, hey, get up, let's go. Yeah, my line to my boys is, all right, tough guy, here we go, keep going. Yeah. I couldn't say that because I have girls. Yes, <laughs> that is true. But yeah, it's just, we used to laugh at ourselves of like, oh, hey, I only took off that much skin. wonder what's going to happen yeah. next time. Yeah, my daughter came home like the second time she was out riding a horse a couple weeks ago. Or it was like a month ago, a month and a half now. And she's like, she's, I said, how'd it go, baby? She's like, oh, I fell off the horse. And I'm like, oh, really? And, and she's like, excited. Yeah, okay. And, you know, he was going really fast and then made a turn and I just got thrown off the horse. And I was like, so are you done riding? And she's like, no, we're buying a horse. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. Uh, we're doing that. And she got back on the horse and kept going. And she's showing me the thing and the video. Tell me about it. And I'm like, that's like totaling your car during behind the wheel driver's ed and being like, I think, okay, I think I'm ready for a Ferrari. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much what it was, dude. So now there's actually, from what I'm told now, there's two horses that are now owned. Um, oh, there you go. Because, you know, N plus one is the, the forever formula on that one. Because, you know, whatever you have is never enough. 
Yeah. Well, I guess I'm kind of the same way though. Like a chicken dies and I go buy three more. So. <laughs> you you, you got to get your eggs. I mean, that's just how it goes. Oh, you, you have to, you got to get the eggs. They're so good, man. Uh, well, I, I was talking to Aaron because on Sunday, how you were like, Hey, I'm fixing the chicken coop. I'll be, I'm going to take a shower and I'll be ready for the live. And, uh, Oh, speaking of the live and going back two weeks, uh, how we announced this week that or this past week, whatever uh that daniel martin won this whole early record whatever moving on but uh, <laughs> but how daniel martin won he sent us his address all that stuff i got the amandola stuff in the mail so when you get here you've got the lazona uh, yes the lazona factory amandola stuff here waiting for you and the nice. stuff for daniel martin arrived as well so we'll get that out to him as soon as Beautiful. you come out here with the flask for him and and we'll get that stuff sent out but uh i was gonna yeah, go somewhere I know, right? I was going to go somewhere after that, and now I don't remember. So it, yeah, oh well, whatever. oh whatever. Well, and since we are recording early, it's interesting to say that um, this Sunday we will be having Ernesto Perez Carrillo on the show. Yes, I am so stinking excited about that. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, so super excited. And and I actually got notification today. Mm-hmm. Today I received a text that the new cigar the, the pledge, pledge will be landing in miami on monday Ooh. So, I mean, by the time this podcast is released you should be able to find it to buy it nice oh, yeah i can't wait dude so stoked so stoked and actually it's funny because one of my accounts texts me today and he's like hey that pledge that i got to smoke and blah 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 i smoked it tonight finally holy crap that's a good cigar and i'm like good job glad you ordered it aren't you uh so yep. that's yeah because because uh, ep makes you know bad stuff terrible stuff terrible absolutely terrible cigars uh for that, EP that's Carrillo. why they, that, that's why they win awards because they don't make good cigars well yeah i mean obviously yeah you give it's a their participation awards we are in 2020 Yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So, um, no, they they make some amazing stuff, man. A lot of a lot of uh, high rated stuff. Obviously, number one and number two and number four and number twenty three. All sorts of number 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 15. on every single cigar. Yeah, uh, just crazy good stuff. So I'm excited <laughs> to have them on the show. I've heard you say that so much. I know the numbers now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and I say like, ah, oh, they got this and that and this and that, like. Holy yeah, crap, they, got, they have so many good cigars. It, it's like the rich person's like, oh, yeah, I got the Maserati, I got the Bentley, I got the Rolls. I know I'm missing one. What am I missing? Oh, I'm missing a Ferrari. That's right. Yeah, they're they're just cars, but they're they're pretty good. Yeah, and that's at the one house. Uh, I used to see my other yeah. home. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's, they're, they're just – I mean, dude, listen, I'm so blessed to have that brand in my portfolio to represent because anybody that says that they're not good, they just don't have a palate. I'm sorry. Um you know, and I, there's, I, I'm blessed with a lot of the, you know, every brand that I have in my portfolio oh, yeah. is, is just great. Uh, we opened a new account today for Patina, uh, which is super exciting. It's an account that um, Patina's been, you know, Mo's been wanting for a while. Um, and I actually texted him today. I was like, hey, I have a surprise for you. Check your email. And I had shot him over the order for um, Fine Ash Cigars. Just Ooh, brought nice. in. Yeah. So, and they have that cool membership pack. It's the FAC pack, the Fine Ash Club. And, um, you know, you're getting, I think, like five cigars every month from them um, of one brand. And it's it's just, it's a really cool opportunity to be able to experience a, a portfolio that a brand has. Mm-hmm. Um, so, look forward to that one coming out here in the next potential couple months. 
Nice. Well, and I did see uh, a couple guys that we had on our live Cigar Titans. They did an unboxing for uh, CigarClub.com, sponsors them, and the Sereno Royale uh, Connecticut was in the uh, monthly box. And I was like, that's awesome that Sereno, Carson's getting out there and getting, you know, more networks and all sorts. So I was just like, as soon as I saw that brother Stogie, there you go. The brother Stogie held that up and he was like, and it's a a Sereno Royale. I was like, Oh, you can just stop there. I'm already, my mouth is already watering. I'm already drooling. Actually, I was, uh, we did a training with my team today uh, for two hours with Carson Sereno. Nice. so it was really cool to get to hear his passion and his drive because that Sereno Royale line um, and the Taino and the Wayfair, all that stuff has really been kind of his project mm-hmm. uh, in the APS umbrella. And um, <clears throat> he's on fire, man. He's ready to he's ready to start getting that brand out there and getting it more known. Um, those those are just it's such an unknown, um, amazing cigar. But they're rolled and made by some of the best factories yeah. in the world. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just uh, incredible. Yeah, just dude. Yeah, the, the the information and the 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 knowledge that we gained from him today and that training and and with my with my team, um, was just crazy. And and he did a great job of presenting. Uh, you know, you you either really suck or you did a really good job when nobody has questions at the end. <laughs> yeah, have you noticed that? Because like you get some of these really shitty presentations from people, and you're just kind of like. They're like, oh, do you have any questions? You're like, I, where do I, I start? About, I have about 470 questions written down, but I just don't think you're smart enough to answer a single one of them. So no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it would be a waste of my time to ask you the question. So just no, we're done. Can I just get off this call already? <laughs> <laughs> or you're like, well, I had questions, but I have answers to all of them because you covered it. Um, so no. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, dude, the Sereno line is just is killer, and I, I really see that as being one of the lines that's going to start just being seen a lot more. Yep. Yeah, and the cool thing about your your portfolio is you've got some lines that are in there that you've had for quite some time that are starting within the last year, year and a half to get some attention and to, to gain some traction. And they're, they're yeah. now starting to come into more of the spotlight. And it's like, Oh yes. What, what you saw as the potential when you brought them on is starting to happen. It's so cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm so excited for some of this stuff. That, I mean, I'm excited for everything in my portfolio. Cause it's, it's interesting to see that every one of my, every one of the brands that we represent is the numbers have increased. Um, and it's great to see, but just seeing a few of them and seeing you know more Instagram posts, more Facebook posts, more people getting to like the brands and falling in love with them, um, then it's crazy because you know you're seeing this get you're seeing a lot of these cigars get put into people's rotation on a consistent basis, and I, I just I, I love it. The Espinosa, the Casa Cuevas, the Patina, like those are those are probably the three main ones that I see that are just flooding people's rotations right now, and I mm-hmm. and I. I don't see them as a as a flash in the pan. They're 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 maintaining a rotation for people, which is what everybody's dream is: is to have this be just a part of the staple that's in your humidor. And yep. And you ask any of those manufacturers, and that's what they want. They want to be, and obviously, you know, we've both heard Luis Cuevas say it time and time again. But all the yeah. manufacturers are the same way. They don't want to be the only cigar that you're smoking. They want to be in your rotation, and they want to be consistently what you enjoy. 
And yeah. all of those lines are cigars that are easy to keep in your rotation. And and I want to ask our, our viewers and our listeners, uh, I know we asked a few minutes ago who, you know, put in the comments who you would like to have us come on the lives, but what cigar manufacturers have you, the listeners and the viewers, been hearing about that you would like to see us try and spotlight and bring some attention to? Uh, because I had one reach out to us that we were going to get on our show a couple weeks ago that reached back out and said, hey, I've got a new blend. It should be landing in November. Can we get something on the books? I'd love to do it. And so we've got it planned out. And uh, Morales Cigars is who it is. And so uh, Morales Cigars is going to be on our live in November. And they are a great boutique brand that is looking at growing. They're looking to get some brokerage representation, some different things like that. And for me, my position in, in you know the knowledge that I have in the industry, when a manufacturer is getting to the point where they need representation and not in-house, but they're they're willing to bring in brokers and do those different things, that's when you know they're really ready to hit the tipping point and get to the next level. And that's cool to see. Yeah, no, it's excellent to see because I love seeing these manufacturers, especially in these times, you know, between <clears throat> the the last couple of years of all the FDA fights and the uncertainty within our own industry. And then there's all the concerns this year with all the COVID and all this, you know, the, 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 all this bullshit going on right now. Um, you know, there was a lot of concern among, amongst all the manufacturers. And, you know, we're seeing that <clears throat> we're actually seeing more people smoking more cigars and we're gaining more, more customer base, which is great. Um, the difficulty we're having, obviously, is keeping up with that cigar production because yeah. production still at 30 to 50 percent in every single factory. So, it's maintaining this increase. We're, we're actually seeing a, a, a another boom of sorts in the industry, which is great. I just love seeing more and more people coming into the industry going, hey, tell me more. And wanting to be educated. We're getting younger people um, over the age of 21, yes. uh, younger people coming in the industry and wanting to get educated and understand what they're coming into. Yep. And that's important. Yeah. I had a conversation with... Uh, another person that we had on one of our lives, uh, Ron Real, Ron McCoy, Ron Real TV, uh, a couple dude. days ago, and such a great dude. And we were talking back and forth about reviews and reviewers, and you know, just content and approach and things that we wanted to learn moving forward. Because uh, one of the things that I really want to gain knowledge on is because uh, I don't have a good knowledge of it right now, a good grasp of it, is the different flavor notes from the different regions, uh, whether it's Nicaraguan tobacco, whether yeah. it's Dominican tobacco, whether it's you know American tobacco, you know Pennsylvania or Connecticut, you know all those different things. That's where I want to gain a lot more knowledge so that I can you know smoke a cigar and go, oh, th- there tastes like some Dominican tobacco, even though it doesn't you know disclose the full blend. That's where I want to get in my cigar journey is being able to understand what the different blending flavors are and go, okay, yeah, they said that it's got this and it's got that. Yeah. I can understand when they said that it's an Ecuadorian Habano, why, you know, the flavors from Ecuador, you know, all those different things. But again, it's, it's gaining knowledge. It's educating ourselves in what's in the industry and what helps contribute to the enjoyment of cigars and learning things new yeah. and trying to, you know, develop your palate and explore new things and go, you know what? I, I, I had a cigar that had, you know, a Pennsylvania broadleaf and I didn't like it, but then I had a Connecticut broadleaf and I fell in love with it. Right. Yeah. It's, it's understanding those. Not, it is funny because like ever since I went down on the factory and I blended my own cigar, <clears throat> now I can get into some of these cigars and I'm, I'm smoking and I go, Oh, that's got, you know, Dominican Seiko. And they're like, how do you know that? I was like, because I've tasted that by itself before when I blended a cigar. Um, mm-hmm. 
So really, that's like what we got to do is get you down in one of these factories and have you try the different, uh, just the different individual leaves because that makes oh yeah all the difference. You start kind of like remembering those little palate and flavor notes and the way that it coats your palate and all those things and it 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 changed everything for me when when I finally got to experience that. Yep, and and Lewis made the he extended the offer, and obviously I know that's who you went to the DR with and went down to their factory in that whole process. I would love to get down to theirs just because I've got such a love, obviously, for Casa Cuevas and the whole family. Obviously, the cigars are phenomenal and they speak for themselves, but knowing the family and today when we're recording this, happy birthday to Alec Cuevas. He is 22 yeah. years old, so right. happy birthday to him. Uh, but but just knowing that family at the level that I do uh, is just one of those reasons. It just deepens the passion for their cigars, but also wanting to learn more and take them up on that offer and go down and see what makes up the Cuevas family production process. Oh, dude, it's the neatest thing in the world. It, it, it's the coolest thing to see. It's, um, yeah. I, I, after that trip, I was like, I had a whole newfound respect for just cigars in general and especially mm-hmm. for Casa Cuevas because the way that they, they treated me when we were down there. And, I mean, that's a man of his word right there too. I mean, oh, I remember, yeah. it's funny because like I, I, I'm pretty much the same way and it's nice because they had offered me this trip when they were first out here. I looked at them and I was like, hey, what do I need to do to earn a trip? And um, at that point, Gabriel Alvarez was with them and he throws a number out that I needed to sell in the month. And we had gone through the months and we'd been doing really good sales, but I hadn't hit that number. And um, they said, hey, we're going to take you down there anyways in January. Mm-hmm. And me being, you know, the way I am, I was like, well, okay, cool. Schedule the trip, but you gave me a number. And they're like, yeah, dude, listen, your sales have been great this year. Like you're doing way more than what we expected and certainly way more than our previous rep. So uh, (laughs) we're extremely happy. Trust me, brother, you've earned it. And I was like, I have not because I've not made that number. And I went down there in January, December, Mm -hmm. I hit that number. I yep. made sure I hit the number though before I went down there because I was like, I, I, I justify it. Well, and I gave you my word. You're, mm-hmm. you're keeping your word, but I gave you mine. So I had to make sure. And I, dude, I freaking pushed, bro. But I got that number done, man. It was whack. It was done, man. And uh, I felt good when I went down there. I would not have felt right if I had gone down there without hitting that. But, yep. you know, even without that, he's like, bro, like, he's, he's just the most fair person. And, mm-hmm. It just they're yeah they're a blessing to the family man. Yep. Yeah, I love those guys, man. I text Alex to. Uh, did you text him? Tell him happy birthday. Uh, I shot him a message on Instagram and just said you know happy birthday and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'm assuming he was drinking or something. He finally texted me back late, so I'm assuming he was out doing something. <laughs> yeah, and Alex is a and I can say it being you know, an entire licensed driver older than him. He's just a good kid. He's one of those where you look and you can tell that the family is a quality family when they have kids that are that well grounded, that well rounded and growing up around the industry with the you know, him being the fifth generation where it's not an entitlement thing. He knows he's got to work his tail off while going to college, while doing all those different things. He's just one of those good kids. Yeah. And he's come a long way. Um, when he was first helping out before he you know, took on the role that he has now, um, I was just kind of like, uh, all right, here we go. And, and it, as soon as he took on that role, like something triggered in his head and that kid has just been on it, man, just on it. He's taken so much ownership of that business and, and he's just learned and gained so much knowledge and continuing to grow. Um, 
just just a really good kid. So happy birthday to you, man. Yep. Yeah. Oh, <coughs> I am. Uh, I gotta tell you, man. I am. I am full from this week. I am just full, man. Like I am ready for it's it's Wednesday right now, and I feel like I just wish it was Friday, so I could just say <laughs> uh, I'm gonna sit on the couch <coughs> and do nothing. Which Saturday I, I can't. I have an event this Saturday, so um, I I can't do that. But I, I just I'm at that point, man. I'm like I, I just think in my brain. I'm just like, ugh, I've done yep. too much stupid this week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, and I, I'm I'm on the opposite end because my furlough time, and I don't obviously publicize this big time, but my uh, my work, the university that I'm at, is furloughing myself and my uh, my staff for um, a set period of time. The the number doesn't matter. Uh, God's totally providing, and and Aaron, the boys, and I are more than taken care of, and it's a huge blessing. But I'm I'm on the downhill, you know, descent because it's like okay, this being Wednesday, I've got Thursday and Friday, and then I'm gone for that set amount of time and it's like i've it's like it, not like when you're leaving a company you're just like okay i'm, I'm separating things because obviously i know yeah. i'm coming back and the, the intention's there but it's like okay i know i'm going to be gone for this defined time period and so i've got to pass off projects and things i'm working on and so i met with you know my boss today and, and went through that and so it's the opposite for me it's like okay i've only got these couple days left and you know me being the person that I am, I want to be productive. I want to take care of things, but it's, sure. it's this weird sensation of like, Oh, when I get to Friday, then that's when it begins. But then I come home and I look at my yard and I look at, you know, the, the front yard, and the backyard. And it's like, cool. I get to rent a Kubota and play in the dirt. Yeah. And then I get to build a retaining wall and I get to do all these different <laughs> things. And I told both the boys, I was like, Hey, after I go through and dig up the dirt and level the ground and do all those different things, if you guys want to take your bikes and ride around the dirt in the backyard and have like a mini BMX course or whatever you want to do, have at it. Cause you'll never get to do it again. And the boys looked yeah. at me dumbfounded, like, wait, <laughs> y- y- you want us to do what? And I was like, yeah, if you want to ride around, go up the slope, do whatever. I don't care. Cause you'll never get to do it again. And Jeremiah, my seven year old looked at me still kind of dumbfounded like i know you're giving me permission but i don't think this is real (laughs) but i'm like hey go go play in the dirt go do whatever and so i'm excited for the time that i'm going to have off which sounds opposite of many people who are losing jobs and being furloughed you know and they're like oh i'm going to do anything for income um but we're blessed We're, we're more than taken care of god has absolutely provided for that entire season uh or that that set time period where i'm going to be furloughed but I've got a lot of things around the house that I want to do. I planted a couple trees yesterday and did some different things. And uh, have you have you ever heard of or tried a tangelo? It's yes. A citrus, it's a citrus fruit, and it's a cross between a tangerine and a grapefruit. Well, yeah. I was at Lowe's two days ago. Yesterday? I was at Lowe's yesterday on my way home from work, and they had on sale. It was a smaller one, but it's a semi-dwarf tangelo tree. And my grandparents had half a dozen of those in their yard when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those childhood things where we walked up to the tree, my cousins and I, we'd pick them off and we'd eat them right there. Oh, yeah. And it was the greatest thing you'll never have. I mean, that is my favorite citrus fruit. So when I saw that tree, I was like, yeah, it's, it is mine. And so I brought that home, brought home an orange tree and some different things, but I'm excited because I get to work in a yard finally, not have a townhouse yeah. with a back patio. That's, you know, the size of a small itty bitty, you know, well, small patio from a townhouse, but I've got a I yard think now. Cigar lounge is bigger than your patio. Uh, yeah, your cigar lounge is bigger <laughs> than the patio that I had. My patio at my townhouse was 
uh, nine feet deep by 24 feet wide. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, got more, and, I got more square footage. In my cigar <laughs> yeah. But now I've got an entire, I mean, we're on, a, <clears throat> we're on a fifth of an acre here. And so right. the backyard, you know, it's over 8,000 square foot lot. I've got tons of space in the backyard and all the things I want to do. I just, I'm excited. And Aaron's like, that's a big yeah. task. And I was like, no, you don't understand. I grew up excited waiting to have a yard that i yeah. get to work on and i now have that so you're gonna just like take off the leash and just let me go crazy and i'm gonna be going nuts out here and she's like have at it have fun get it <laughs> so but i'm i'm excited i'm really excited to have you out in california and have you over to my place and to hang out and uh my goal by the time you're here is actually to have the grading and the stuff in the yard done or at least started and then have some grading done where you'll get to see where the uh, new cigar show tim lounge is going to be on the side of the house and nice. you know that's that's going to get built and i'm i'm excited to have a place that's not as much as I love having a back patio, but I'm yeah, excited yeah. to, to have a dedicated studio and get it all set up again and do it. Cause I've, I've got some fun things that I want to do with it. Well, and, and I'll tell you this, man, I'd love to help you build the studio, but I have a broken toe and it hurts really, really bad. It's terribly bad and not able to, to do anything. So you, you, can't. you can't do anything. Cause that, that stinking nurse, she made you <laughs> wiggle the nail to make sure it was there and yank on that toe. What was she thinking? And so I get it. I mean, you, you can barely walk right now. So, so oh, it's to, to, terrible. To, it's, I mean, uh, I, I've, I've gotten a proxy here. If you need to just take the whole bottle, we'll just, we'll suck it up. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited for you, man. The new home and just, just the moving forward, man. I, I, I just, I am so incredibly excited for you, man. And what a blessing, dude. I can't wait to see the new studio go up. I'm sure you'll be putting tons of pictures up about it. Oh yeah. I've been uh, asked by people on my channel. Can you do like episodes or a vlog of like the build out and what it's going to look yeah. like? And I was like, you guys want to see that? And people are like, please, yeah. we want, we want to see that after the studio that you had and what you did. I can't wait to see what you're going to do next. And not that I had this. I mean, you saw the, the garage, you know, the, the studio that I had before, uh, and I had a lot of compliments on it, which was which was humbling, and I appreciated. But sure. I can't wait to do this. And people are like, "Can you please just document the build out and what you're doing?" And I was like, "Absolutely! If you guys want to see it, by all means, I would love to share that with you." No, that's gonna be cool, man. I can't wait to see the build out because you did the build out uh, on your your last one when you actually put walls up instead of moving blankets hanging from the ceiling. Mm -hmm. uh, you you actually did the the build out videos on that. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to do that, and uh, I learned what. I won't do for the next one based yeah. on doing that one. And it, it's always a learning process and sort of, you know, evolution of, okay, this is what I liked. This is what I didn't like. And it's, it's going to be fun. It literally, everything that is needed for it is already in my shopping cart at Lowe's.com and <laughs> it's, it's ready to rock and roll. I just got to hit, you know, purchase. I wish I would have documented mine. Um, oh yeah. I look back and I wish I would have documented every step because um, I have a lot of people come by the lounge and they're like, holy crap, what did you do? How did you lay this out? What does this look like? And because I spent two years designing that and putting it together and, mm. you know, myself and my friends built it all. It wasn't like I just paid a guy to come do it. And so there's a lot of blood, sweat and tears and learning. And I wish I, I really wish I would have documented that better. Um, I think it would be kind of cool to have that as a place to send people to say, Hey, here's what I did and see if it works for you. Um, because it, it, that's just a neat process for people to see. Mm -hmm. 
Yep, I'm excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I've driven around my neighborhood. And I'm like, okay, what kind of side of the house sheds have people put up? How close are they to property lines? You know, there's the whole, you know, codes and things you got to follow. I talked to a buddy whose dad has been an electrician for like 40 years. And he's like, dude, I got the wire. I've got everything. You tell me, I'll come over and help you too. And I was like, this is going to be great. I've got so many people that are willing to help out and can help yeah. you know, guide me and do different things. So it's going to be a lot of fun. But yeah, I will definitely be documenting that uh, on my channel and, and people will be able to see the build out and what's going on with it cigar show tim there you go so if you want to see it go to cigar show tim if you're not subscribed to tim's channel by the way you should be um shame on you uh so go to his channel subscribe ring the bell so you can see this build up because I, you it's funny you see so many people come up and they're like oh i wish i had that i wish i had this and it's like you can see what it takes to put it together and honestly building your own lounge especially if you can figure out how to do it on your own um, and get some friends and family that maybe know something about code and electrical so you're not like blowing the place up and burning your house down. I know, right? It's, it's not that bad of a project. I mean, mm -hmm. I think I did mine for a tenth of what it would have cost me to do. And that included an air conditioning unit on top of the whole shop. Um, yeah. So it was a lot of work that went into it. But, you know, by the grace of God and some friends and uh, me just being stupid enough to try it on my own, uh, it worked. Yep. It worked and it hasn't burned down yet. That's surprising to me. There you go. Yeah. I, before I started the project and before I flipped <laughs> the switch on the breaker, I, I made sure that our insurance policy was paid up. <laughs> I think I'm covered. Yeah, I'm covered. Okay. Power on. I yeah. didn't hear pops. I didn't hear explosions. I'm still alive. Yep. Okay. Yeah. We can move forward. Yeah, we're good. We're good. We'll just keep an eye on it for the next, I don't know, rest of my life to make sure it doesn't burn down. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and fortunately for you, with, with the cinder block walls, the fire would be pretty well contained. Yeah. Uh, Until the, the, it got to the roof. You know, and it's attached to my home. So it's yeah. like it would take out the rest of my house. Like, I, screw the shop. <laughs> that's my house. <laughs> yep. And, and that's it for me, too, because it's going to be on the side of the house right next to yeah. it. You know, sort of like a, a for anybody that's done sheds or anything like that, it's basically going to be a lean shed next to the house that's going to be about seven feet wide because that's about all the space that I've got uh, to work with comfortably. But it's going to be about 16 to 20 feet long. So there'll be plenty of room in there to have people come over and hang out and do all that stuff. But, but yeah, we're, uh, when you come over, we'll be sitting on the back patio. And obviously, when we go live with uh, EP Carrillo and hanging out, we'll be, we'll be enjoying some cigars out here for sure. I've got a fire pit out here, it'll be good. And thrifty ice cream. And thrifty ice cream, of course. Of course. Well, listen, brother, um, I think we're about that time. What yep. does everybody need to do? Uh, they need to go and get themselves some thrifty ice cream and yes. the cylinder scoop. And that's the only, was there something else? I, something else I was supposed to, oh yeah. If you haven't already subscribe and, and ring the bell so that you get notified every time we post new content. And when we go live on Sundays for down to the nub live 3 PM Pacific, 6 PM Eastern time with amazing guests from within the industry that you don't want to miss out on. And I haven't told you about some of the people I've been talking to, but we're going to have some amazing guests from outside of the industry too. Some, uh, potentially some, uh, Formal NFL, for, former uh, NFL players, uh, some other people I've been talking to that we're looking at getting on the show, maybe, maybe not. Mm, uh, nice. Kind of pull it out of the industry a little bit and talk about other industries and then what cigars look like within those industries. So we got to uh, be diverse. We got to mix it up and we got to have fun with it. And if yeah. you enjoy, if they enjoy cigars, they, they're qualified. 
Yeah. Oh, that's, that's hundred percent it. Like if you're, if you're, if you're a person that enjoys cigars, I would love to hear why. Um, and I think getting some people that have been in some other places, I mean, you, you listen, you're talking to a guy that played for the NFL and it's funny because you can, you know, you can look at like Michael Jordan smoking a cigar just before every game. I mean, it's so cigars are killing you. Well, here's a guy that's still alive today and smoked a cigar before every game. Uh, so obviously it didn't hurt his game. Not um, at all. So let's, you know, I, I think just getting some of that stuff on there helps offset some of that stigma too. But, uh, I'm excited for some of the people that, um, that we have coming up. Oh yeah. It's going to be fun. So I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Everybody, yep. if you stuck with us this long, then you got a wonderful cornucopia of subject matter that we covered. In it. I know. Right. But thank you everybody in, in all sincerity. Uh, and I'll, I'll bring it back to the beginning. Um, no joking, no being a joker. Um, no, no, no court jester here. Um, <laughs> but, uh, thank you so much for, I had to do it. I'm, I'm corny like that. I get it. But thank you so much to everybody that uh, tunes in, that is subscribed, and that checks out Down to the Nub and what we do here. Uh, we just want to be a part of the community and part of your rotation for cigar uh, entertainment, knowledge, and being able to interact with everybody that's in the industry. So thank you so much for that. If you want to follow us on our socials, if you're not already, uh, Facegram. Face wow. Whatever. That works too. Facegram. Facegram, Instabook, and the Tweet Tweet. Um, yeah. We are we are at Down to the Nub. And then if you would like to support the show uh, and the costs that go into it, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Down to the Nub. Um, but that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will catch you guys next time. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>